All right. Well, then uh, let's get started. I hope you're ready because once this train is moving, you can't stop it unless you hit pause or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Core Press podcast. That's F O O L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell. Louise Laney is the Fool's Court Press. Jamarcus Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard hitting, well researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so. Uh, and somebody else I can't remember is from four strangers with no chemistry. I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's just Big Shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. Well, you know how, like, the Florida Panthers are, like, in Sunrise, Florida? It's, like, not, like, a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist, Baldy. All of Florida is just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Who's consistent fire takes. No, like, Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. We'll scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Tarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we got a lake up there. We're your Blakers. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. But what does it mean? Jesus fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything yeah. will be fine. So we are here with a special guest. We'll call him Ken. Kendall. How's that sound? Wonderful. To get myself in the mood, can I just say, <laughs> I'm watching Lakers Compacto. That is the condensed <laughs> version of the last game they played, and they just showed the Westbrook shot. Yeah, that Westbrook <laughs> shot. Just as the intro is going on. So now I'm ready to pod. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Kendall. That uh, sets me up right for my uh, for the first segment of the day, which is uh, the topics du jour or the topics de jante. As uh, Duke would like us to call them, <laughs> like and uh, the first one I uh, I really want to address is the Lakers because uh, the LA Lakers have uh, started off zero three to the season, like everyone would have predicted. Well, actually, I don't think anybody would have predicted them to lose to Portland at the beginning of the season, but you know, as the season wore on, it seemed more and more obvious that was going to happen. And all the talk is about one particular player in general. Russell Westbrook and the various trades that uh, the Lakers have turned down allegedly for Russell Westbrook. Um, so I wanted to just kind of break down some of the logistics in the Russell Westbrook trade. Why staying pat for the Lakers is a horrible idea and what, what they actually have available as assets so one of the things that's been consistently mes- mentioned is the fact that because of the Anthony Davis trade, the Lakers don't have any picks to trade until 2027, um, and because of the uh, because of the rule where you're not allowed to con- trade con- consecutive first round picks, 2027 and 2029 are the only first round picks that they have available to trade. Now, there are th- thoughts that maybe they can put different types of stipulations into the into those uh, picks. Um, because in 2027, LeBron is going to be in his 40s, and Anthony Davis's knees will also be in their 40s. <laughs> if uh, 
and uh, and Westbrook will be three we- three years into his uh, new supermax renewal that they'll obviously offer him. So uh, so the quality of the ro- uh, Lakers roster is probably not going to be spectacular. So you can put in different pre- types of prote- uh, protections. The issue is that if you protect a pick, you have to then offer a conciliatory pick. Meaning, if I put in a top 10 protection on a pick, it's top pr- 10 protected for this year, and then if, it doesn't, if I don't give it away this year, then it will be given away next year. Now, the issue is, is like, for instance, on the 2027 pick, if they put that kind of stipulation in and offer the 2028 pick as a conciliatory pick, they're not allowed to trade the 2029 pick because they can't trade two first-round picks in a row. Also, because you can't trade any picks further than 2009, uh, 2029, you can't put any protections on the 2029 pick because you can't obviously concede it later on. Unless, of course, the protection is basically like, if we do fall in this area, then you don't get any pick at all, which no team is going to be uh, will sign up for. So that said, basically, when they uh, when they when people say that they ha- can offer the 20, uh, 2027 and 2029 pick, they basically have to be done unprotected. Otherwise, they do not have the assets required to actually make uh, to trade those picks. Why is this important? Because apparently, people think that you would want to put in protections if you're going to be giving. Uh, Russell Westbrook's contract to, let's say, the Indiana Pacers, and the Indiana Pacers who are tanking are going to give away their two big trade assets in both Turner and Heald for no picks, I guess, or one pick, um, because I guess it's a privilege to pay Russell Wilson $50 million a year, right? Like, so the, the, logic that's, uh, the logic that's there, if uh, in the event that you see an offer, that's being offered, uh, like the Lakers have allegedly turned down, that says, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook and give you serviceable players in return, then they didn't turn down that offer because they would be completely illogical not uh, uh, to, to say no to those types of things. They know they have to give those picks. They know they have to give them unprotected to get rid of them. Russell Westbrook's contract is not an asset. It's a liability, and therefore you're going to have to pay to get rid of it. So the questions, uh, the question that uh, then becomes, why don't they just tank? Right? Does anybody here, Duke, do you know why the Lakers can't tank this season? Uh, I would say they probably don't have a pick to. Well, actually, uh, you're right. Uh, you're kind of right. They do have a pick, but they have a pick rate swap with the Pelicans, meaning that if the Pelicans finish higher than the Lakers in the standings which is not likely everybody knows that the Lakers are going to finish first so this is all just a hypothetical but if they did happen to finish higher than the Lakers in the standings then the Pelicans have the ability to switch positions with the Lakers they have the right to choose to do that right now there is uh there is a particular draft asset that a lot of people are talking about um, among other draft assets that other people are talking about. But wouldn't that be a great if the Lakers decided, you know what, we don't want to give up these two future assets so that we can get rid of Russell Westbrook and possibly bring in some serviceable talent right now. Noting that Russell Westbrook right now has a 19% shooting efficiency on the floor. And they're replacing him with a two-year, uh, two-year second-year round pick in 
and Reeves in the starting lineup with a 42% efficiency, and it's supposed to bring uh, it's supposed to bring their offensive rating up five whole points and get them all the way up into second last place in offensive efficiency. Now, getting rid of Russell Westbrook by itself is an asset for them because they don't have to worry about the drama that's associated with them. They don't have to pay him. And also, their team automatically becomes better because they become more efficient. Now, get a, a bringing in positive assets for him as well, well, that's a win-win-win-win-win-win situation. So instead of maybe finishing right now where they, they're trending, you know, possibly, like, luckily into the play-in, they can maybe actually compete for an actual playoff spot uh, go with a trade. Otherwise, they're going to be giving the Pelicans a 15 to 25% chance at drafting or sorry, 14% chance at drafting uh, Victor Wembanyama, And even though they have that bubble championship with AD, I think that a lot of people are going to start calling into question whether or not that trade was worthwhile. And the entire the entire Lakers enterprise since uh, LeBron has come into play uh, into question if that, uh, if that were to happen. So the moral of the story is all those rumors that you're hearing are clearly don't make any sense. Because if they happened, then uh, obviously, uh, obviously Westbrook would not be wearing that jersey, and they have to trade Westbrook, and that's uh, that's all I wanted to say on the uh, the Lakers because I've just, just been seeing such nonsense constantly about uh, about the uh, about this, and it needs to be said that these offers are not real, and they have to get rid of him, <laughs> like they have to. This is not a choice. Uh, Kendall, do you have anything that you want to say about the Lakers? Well, you talk about, uh, you know, efficiency. I'm seeing that Westbrook won't play tonight because of a hamstring injury, hamstring soreness. So they might mess around and win tonight. And the Lakers' Twitter space might be a happy place for once. <laughs> but uh, who are they playing tonight? Uh, the fighting Denver Nuggets, uh, Michael Porter and them boys. In Denver? Oh, yeah. Altitude, the whole yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that out happy. Of here. They can run us up out of here. And please, I know the Lakers are one of the it brands. Please stop putting us on TV. Please yeah, stop. Please, uh, I'm, please. Yeah. I, I know. That's what I we all want. I get it. It's LeBron. And it's Le I get it. Please stop. There are other teams that are functional and, and, and happy and healthy and can provide a good television product. The Lakers ain't one of them right now. Just stop it. <laughs> and the thing is, is like you know, LeBron, like uh, we're gonna see LeBron on TV anyways. He's got like fifteen thousand different commercials, Absolutely. right? So LeBron versus it, like, Father it, Time. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about seeing the Lakers on national television. It's weird because they're like the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. In the sense yes. that, like, in the sense it's like, oh, like, and the thing is, the the TV companies didn't like they. You can't like make the same excuses with the Broncos. Like everybody thought the Broncos were going to be good. I don't think anybody thought the Lakers were going to be good this year. No. They had a horrible no. off season. No. They have a horrible roster, and it's just uh, you know, it's a mess. Now I prefer watching the Laker broadcast because, look, poor James Worthy got put a suit on every couple days <laughs> and convince us for an hour before each game that this is the night that they will get it together as a brain trust. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's going to get sick of this by Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eventually, guys, eventually somebody from free again. <laughs> eventually somebody's got to call him out on the line. 
<laughs> oh, look, they got they brought in Robert Ori tonight, so that's some feel good. They can both split the, the duties. Big on. shot Bob. Big shot Bob himself. Yes, big game James. Yes. <laughs> So after uh, after talking about the Lakers, there was a couple other things that we uh, we wanted to talk about with the topics Dejounte. So uh, Duke, I'm going to let you make a choice here. Um, do you want to talk about the interesting players from uh, interesting players that had good starts from last week? Uh, would you like to talk about the uh, Dame uh, Dame DeAndre Ayton incident, uh, or would you like to talk about? Uh, or sorry, that'll be about it. So either uh, some either some interesting players that caught your eye, or <laughs> or would you like to talk? Huh? Yeah, or would you like to talk about Dame? Let's talk about opening week players. All right, awesome. So who, who's uh, somebody that caught your eye, uh, Baldy? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Y'all watched games last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to Google how to spell Deontay. <laughs> Dejounte, oh Deontay, yeah Deontay and Aiden. Sorry, I apologize about that. Uh, Duke, anybody uh, catch your eye last week? I mean, the obvious is Ja. He's yeah, <laughs> supernova. Pretty much the first week of the season. Yeah, and especially since uh, Sandy spent so much time talking shit about him too, it's uh, it's great that uh, <laughs> it's great yeah. that <laughs> it's great that he came out with such a fire week. And then, like, you know, like uh, I was mentioning, you know, Bane never has a good game with Jaw on the court. And then Bane goes out and has, like, 38 points the other night <laughs> when, when yes. Jaw drops, like, 50. So. 76 fantasy points. Thank you, Desmond Bane. <laughs> he was forged in the darkness. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I traded him the day before. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, uh, ba- uh, 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 um Morant is obviously a, a, like uh, killing it this, uh, starting off the season. Uh, two people that I really wanted to talk about is my Canadian rookies, uh, Shaden uh, <laughs> Sharp out of uh, Portland and uh, Matherin out of uh, out of the Pacers. Did you guys see the quote that he had about LeBron? I hope it's real. First off, once again, I saw it off of a tweet um, on Twitter. Um, I believe it was a verified account. I can't remember it any- right now. You're ready to fact um, check it, Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be some nonsense about the spit off. You know, it was a, it was apparently like a quote that he made about LeBron at draft night, where he he said that he wasn't uh, he wasn't scared to play LeBron. LeBron had to prove that he could play with him, or something along those lines. As was established um, during the uh, during the previous episodes, uh, all tweets are facts. So I'm going to assume that is uh, that is true. Um, and if I'm corrected, I'm going to assume you're a liar. <laughs> so yeah, Shaden Sharp is has been killing it for Portland. Obviously, Portland being the only undefeated team uh, left in the league at four and zero after uh, after beating uh, beating the Lakers the other night. After coming back and beating the Lakers the other night, Shaden Sharp is showing that he can shoot, showing that he can drive, he's showing that he can pass. And it's weird because I going I go and I look at the uh, the NBA.com uh, rookie of the year poll or whatever they're t- doing where they where they're marking uh, tracking who should be rookie of the year the top five candidates they have Matherin as two and Shaden Sharp didn't even make the OLI. Hmm. Well, and I'm like, well, well they have a uh, Duran they have Duran and Ivy out of uh, Detroit. Um, and then, let me see if I can find it here. 
It was the Kia Jabari Smith rookie rookie. letter. Sorry? How's oh, yeah, and they also had Jabari. They had Jabari Smith there, who uh, is already getting along with his teammates. Which yeah, is I was going to say, he got into it with young Jalen, man. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Green, that guy, he's not only insane on the court, but to go up against Jabari Smith, who's like twice his size. <laughs> All five. Like, if we thought that the. If we thought the uh, Draymond Green pool thing was a it was a uh, class mismatch, <laughs> like Jabari Smith, uh, Jalen Green would definitely be up there. That's for sure. And Eric Gordon is just like, get me the fuck get, out of this out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> just, just please. How many points do I have Come to on. score a game to get me like on an eight seed and up out of here at the trade deadline? <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah, so I just wanted I just wanted to rep for my uh, uh, for my uh, Canadian uh, Canadian uh, brethren there in Shade and Sharp, who, while I agree, Sochan has been interesting out of the Spurs, and Numharden in, in Indiana has been uh, uh, been an interesting person to watch, and Walker Kessler is obviously both white and in Utah, so that's going to give him brownie points. Her. We gotta, we gotta, uh, we gotta start repping for the guy who's on the undefeated team and contributing on a night in, night in, night out basis. It was a key cog in overthrowing the juggernaut Lakers in a comeback <laughs> for the ages. Man, they just keep putting this on TV, man. I just like why. <laughs> but shout out to Shane Sharp. Uh, maybe one day uh, here locally, that's kind of a big deal that he's out here balling in the NBA. Because, buddy, let me tell you something: the, the way that guy <laughs> used UK, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. it's like Jared Vanderbilt, though, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. As our man, yeah, no, shout, out, shout out to my guy yeah, Tosh with the big blue bed and breakfast, man. <laughs> Didn't Enos Cantor do that with somebody? Kentucky. Yeah. There you go. A cup of coffee. Enos Freedom Cantor. Yeah, sorry. Enos, yeah. yeah. Enos, Enos Cantor Freedom. You know, or something like that. So, yeah, something along you know, those lines. If we want people to get the name of the pod right, we got to get these players' names right. <laughs> Establish a yeah, presence. Yeah, they don't even get the name of the pod right half the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I recorded that intro, I had to take my time, and you can hear it too when I started it, it started in the second line because I stuttered the shit through that. <laughs> it's completely off brand. I'm normally I'm normally very clear and concise in my words. You also had another Russell Wilson earlier today. Did I? Yeah, about five months ago. Too. I just but you know go, the, mo- <laughs> the best part oh, is the God. money adds up pretty much the same, so we kind of just let you go on there. Yeah. Damn it! I got to just wasn't stay. Jamarcus Russell. Oh yeah, but not again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't actually remember the Russell's first name out of uh, out of Minnesota, so I'm just avoiding him altogether. Oh, I know they don't want to resign him. Dilo. Yeah, I know they don't want to resign him, so that's all that really matters to me. Yes. Um, the last, uh, the last, uh, last uh, part, uh, part of the uh, players of interest that I wanted to talk about or plays of interest is: Did anybody catch uh, uh, Colin Sexton um, and uh, just uh, embarrassing Jokic? As you can tell, I'm, I'm working on the stuttering. Uh, <laughs> just embarrassing Jokic 
uh, charging him like a bull. Anybody catch that one? No, I just see if I can find this right quick. Slow mo. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was an open. I think it was either an opening night or the second night. Uh, nice. The NBA. Was, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was brilliant. He's just like running him down. Oh, what happened? So I was looking up uh, Colin Sexton and stuff, and like the first video that pops up on like the Google whatever. So I'm like, oh, like it'll show him charging all this stuff. He's like, no, no, no. Colin Sexton twerking. Oh no. So, yep. Oh no. Research is going real well over here. Oh, oh wow. No. I think I have a sounder for that. One yeah. second. Yeah, now that's my fucking algorithm. <laughs> Didn't you do that to one of the Morris twins last year? Fun facts with Baldy. Wow. That was a fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Not is bad. that why they call him Young Bull? Also out of Utah is obviously Larry Markinen, but he uh, he kind of k- turned back into a pumpkin the other night. Um, so I don't know if uh, you oh, guys want to want to move on to uh, to Dame not only getting into Aiton's head and preventing Man. him from hitting the free throws to put him into overtime, but then just putting him on blast in uh, <laughs> in the post game interview. Where they're like, yeah, no, man, your team—they don't believe in you. You can tell. And like, what? he's like, he's like, and when I, he didn't say anything back to me, I knew I, ha- I knew he was gonna miss. He did an he's awful like, job at hiding it, man. Yeah. Oh man, on that free throw line, you bring up a good point, Dane. <laughs> he never gave me the ball. It's at this point in time I'd like to point out to the audience that Sandy actually didn't make it today. He uh, decided to uh, call in sick. Um, His internet did. Yeah, no, you know, he decided he decided he needed to duck out because he knew we were going to chirp him about the fact that Aiton missed those two free throws. It doesn't matter that they beat Golden State last night. I don't give a fuck about that. His uh his beautiful his beautiful boy Aiton couldn't uh, couldn't hit two free throws to save the team all because Dame started whispering sweet nothings into his ear. If this happened in the playoffs, would that be up there with uh, Pippen telling Carl Malone, mailmen don't deliver on Sundays? Because I feel like that would get full play if this happened in the playoffs. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, Dame is just like, he's just cutthroat like that, though. He had the... <laughs> He had the one where he shot like the half court shot to knock out the uh, knock out the thunder, and like he was waving goodbye to him before like before they even like uh, the uh, ball went into the hoop. Like, oh yeah, you know, him and his <laughs> sister getting after the Clippers in the bubble. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's he's just he's about that life. It was so Oakland, funny because like uh, uh, yeah, we we did the schedule talk for the Lakers, and I said that Portland game, you know. Dame's pretty close to Oakland, and when he uh, uh, when he's uh, playing in LA, and you know, he that's uh, even though he's been struggling this season, that was going to be the game he was going to go off, and he he hundred percent did. Because that's just uh, that's just who he is as a person. Absolutely, get that super max buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think he got it. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, going uh, uh, move, uh, moving forward, 
we've got we're gonna go and reintroduce a old uh, old segment become new um, now everybody let's uh, let's mute our mics for a second you're listening to schedule talk presented by meat and potatoes you can't talk shit till you've made it that's right we got schedule talk i wanted to go over the next uh, 10 games for two teams that make no sense uh one of them is uh the jazz uh the utah jazz the utah jazz decided not only were they going to win uh, not only were they going to lose the game against the spurs but they were going to draw it out and play hack a hack a yuck halfway through the fourth quarter by hacking Jakob, uh, Jakob Portal or Portal or Portal or whatever we decided to call this kid <laughs> <laughs> from the six minute mark of the fourth quarter to close the gap from 25 points down to eventually losing by six um, so so the question is is what the hell are they fucking doing in Utah are they trying to win are they trying to lose I don't know I don't know what the I don't know what the plan is I don't know what they're doing, but it's changed my entire opinion about how their season is going to go. So I wanted to uh, wanted to go over the next ten games and Duke and Baldy and uh, and Kendall will will determine are the Jazz going to win this game or are they going to lose it? Which game? Well, uh, the, the next these game next ten games. Utah, exactly. no, I, just, got uh, I got confused. You were talking about the Spurs. <laughs> I don't think no. Utah. I don't think Utah played the Spurs yet. Did, uh, didn't they lose the Spurs? Who they did lost they? The Rockets. Who, oh, they lost ago. the Rockets. Yeah, sorry, you're you're 100 correct. Uh, who was it that was playing the Spurs? Uh, who was the one that were hacking the, the Spurs that were tank- tanking? No, you know, you know it was uh, the Pacers. It was the Pacers. My mistake. <laughs> well, we'll Same add that thing. one to the reel. Same thing. So right now the Jazz are leading the Rockets 12 to 10. They lost the other night against the Rockets 14 to 8. So, uh, so Duke, do you have the Jazz winning or losing tonight in Utah? Uh, they are at home, so I will say that's a win. A win, Kendall? Sure. Yeah. No, that's a loss. All right. <laughs> oh, that's a loss. It's a loss. Yeah, I know. You never know if uh, Jabari Smith and uh, Jalen Green are going to oh, punch yeah, themselves they're, they're... into a victory. Look, uh, you know, so this is a. At Salt Lake, right? So you had nothing to do. They got bonding time as a team. They had the nice <laughs> intercontinental breakfast at the Marriott together. All is good for now. Until they go to another city and then go out and fight over a lady or something. But tonight I'm they're confused. getting. Are you saying that? Are you saying Utah is a boring place to be? Because I I am shocked to hear that. It's the home of the Jazz. Well. I mean, so if we're still going with the strip club theory, there's four strip clubs in downtown Salt Lake. That is four Plenty more than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> That's five more than I thought. When when do they when do they close? Is it like a it like, uh, probably like nine p.m. and only serve diet Pepsi? <laughs> and, and on, yeah, and on Sundays they're not allowed to open at all. Do you think all. Vernon Maxwell has any commentary on tonight's game? Vernon Maxwell always has commentary about the Utah Jazz. That's it. They're playing the Rockets, so I figured he'd yeah. have something to say. I think we might want yeah, to he he definitely would. That's 
to see Vernon's yeah, we're gonna, tweets right now. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta hack his uh, hack his Twitter and figure out what's going on there. <laughs> so after that, they go on Friday the Jazz to uh, uh, to the Nuggets. They're playing in Denver. Is that a win or a loss? It's a loss. It's a loss. Please note that uh, they. Uh, they opened the season by beating the Nuggets by 21 points at, in Utah. Revenge game. You think it's a revenge game? Okay. Plus I don't know, man. The Nuggets. Tonight, so. <laughs> the Nuggets are a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the Nuggets have started off a little sleepy this season. They have a few weird losses. Um, after that, uh, they have two games in Utah, both against uh, both against the Grizzlies. One on Saturday, one on Monday. So the first one's a back to back from the from the. Denver game. Odd schedule. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they split. You think they split probably it? The probably gonna likely, lose the right. Probably gonna lose the first one for sure, right? Yeah. Second half of a back to back, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say then, that's probably most likely. And then we go into uh, Wednesday. They're playing. They're playing in Dallas against the Mavericks. Mm. Say that's a loss. And then after that, on Friday, uh, Friday, November fourth, they're playing in LA against the Lakers. Now look, here's the thing. <laughs> okay, so Wednesday they play Dallas. They're going straight to LA, so that means a free night in LA. Well, that yeah, could you be wait trouble. Wait see what the next one. Oh yes, I'm looking at it one. right now. Put everything you got on the Clippers on Sunday. <laughs> it was like the one time one of the bad Laker teams beat Golden State. It was Draymond's birthday. And it was like the Lakers didn't beat the Warriors. Los Angeles beat the Warriors. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about the Lakers game. The Jazz are playing the Lakers. It's a Jazz win. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But I agree. The Clippers is probably a loss. Then they play the Lakers again, but this time in Utah on the the next day. So they're flying from L.A. after doing a four or five day week in uh, in L.A. They're flying from there into into Utah to play the Lakers a second time. That one might be the Lakers' first win of the season. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here. Here's the question: When do the wheels when when do the wheels fall off for the Jazz? Because they're not well, gonna. Yeah, like I mean, they're not gonna keep it up, right? No, they'll I mean, start trading you, dudes. <laughs> yeah, like Clarkson's like Jordan Clarkson, gone. get out of well, here! You're you see that? <laughs> you see that? And I was listening to the low post, and apparently they've had offers for Clarkson, but they want to keep him. They're talking about extending him. It's not Clarkson that they want out. They want they're looking at moving um, Sexton. They're looking at moving Markinen. Um, and then there's uh, and then there's Connolly as well that they're looking at moving. But the reality is, is Connolly is such an expensive contract, and he's also got another year at twenty four million. That Good he, for him. He's also the like only 50. way. The only way they're moving him is for another bad contract. That, so that's where a lot of like the Jazz and the Lakers being uh, being natural partners, I think, yes. makes a lot of sense. So like the Jazz, uh, the Jazz and the Lakers. Like if the Lakers like did like a a contract for contract trade of like Connolly, Connolly Sexton uh, for Westbrook in a pick or something like that. There's a realistic opportunity for them to be able to pull something like that off. We'll take it. Um, because 
because the Lakers would end up having to carry a second year Connolly. Now Connolly is only guaranteed eight million up until the up until he makes the roster, so they can they could cut him and still only get charged eight million on the cap, but it's twenty four million uh, if they decide to renew him for the second year. And to be honest, Connolly is just not looking like a. He's not looking like the Grizzlies Connolly. He's looking more like the the Jazz Connolly mm. nowadays. So, him and Odin High kicking it at Ohio State was a long time ago, man. Now, and now obviously the biggest part of that type of trade uh, trade option for the Jazz is uh, bringing Westbrook to Utah full time. Um, might be interesting. <laughs> They're gonna bring that man. fan back, or they gonna have like a reunion man, special. It was, that fan like it's the entire fan base that's constantly attacking him he's had like yes. like seven or eight different issues in that oh, in that arena man. right so oh but now you gotta play oh poor guy <laughs> is he, so is after he is, 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 he, is he the most disliked player in the nba who russell wilson or russell westbrook yeah russell wilson mr yeah, russell wilson is the most disliked player in the nba because you know they talk bad about him too <laughs> so i gotta be honest like I love I, I love vintage Russ and uh, like yeah. to be honest like I think that if Russ was in a situation um, similar to what he had in Washington or uh, in Houston where like the team was willing to put the ball in his hands and willing to kind of build around him he's a special type of player right um, I think that he still has a few years left uh, where he could be a legitimate uh, a starter maybe he wouldn't be winning he, he maybe he wouldn't be like able to bring a team to the fourth uh, fourth seed of the western conference all by himself like he was able to do at okc but i'm pretty sure he could t- take a no uh, a no good team who built around him put some shooters around him and put the ball in his hand allowed him to get his mandatory triple doubles every night i'm sure he could take that team to at least a plan um i, I think really that think, he, uh, sorry go ahead I, I was just gonna say, like, I think he's a he's a really entertaining player. I just think that his confidence is shot. I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he feels like he's wanted there either. Yeah, you know, I, I really think a lot of it with him being in LA, mista- his mistakes are made to go viral almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody's staying up late to watch. Well, and the, and the world has decided that. The world has decided that it's his shots that are ruining the Lakers. No, no yeah. one's really talking about the fact that Anthony Davis is the worst shooter Ooh, in the NBA since so the, since the bubble, right? It hurts like, my heart too. <laughs> I mean, like you know, like everyone talks about how fragile Anthony Davis is, but he's an actual deterrent. Like he's actually an offensive sieve on uh, on the on the team. And like when I was watching the Lakers opening game against uh, Golden State, like. I mentioned this before, like you, like he can't catch passes. Like he's his hands are like, his hands aren't like his hand-eye coordination is just not Stone what it used hands. to be for some reason. Um, you know, he seems like he's rather or still rather dynamic in the post and such. But like, I mean, Russell Westbrook is a problem on the roster, but he's not the only problem that roster has. And uh, the fact that he's just been scapegoated like that, um, you know, it's. It's part and parcel with the idea that he's not wanted there. LeBron has made a decision that he's the problem, and the world has just decided to pile on about it. So, yeah. and that's it's a shame because, he, like you know, like I said, like I think that if he had his confidence back, he could put him on a roster and he could build a roster around him. And like I said, I don't think that they're going to win a championship. I don't even think that they make the playoffs outright. But he can 
make them serviceable. Um, and he could make them competitive, and he can still he could still be that fun player that has those high flying dunks and really uh, uh, really uh, uh, really sharp playmaking ability and such. And they'd be a fun team to watch. But does he have the confidence to even do that anymore? Like coming back from this type of experience is going to be a hard thing. And I'd be surprised if I, I not I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's out of the league in the next couple seasons. So, hmm. where would you like to see him? I mean, for like, me personally, I can't. Ideally, I, yeah, I can't see a team that would want him this year. There might be some teams that may have missed out on Wemanyama and want to like build around something. You know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, a really good team for him, if they were to get rid of one particular player, would be the Kings. I don't. The I Kings. Don't the Kings. Uh, like, could fun. you imagine? If you switch to Russell Westbrook, let's say not Russell Westbrook as you've seen him right now, but Russell Westbrook that you saw in Washington two seasons ago. Yeah. Assuming that there is a fraction of that Russell Westbrook left, you imagine switching him out with De'Aaron Fox. Right? Yeah. How is I Fox mean, I doing out there? <laughs> He's doing all right, but... I, I I think that they would be I, I think that team I think that team would be instantly much more competitive um, than they are right now uh, because you know Darren Fox doesn't have the same kind of playmaking ability he has the same kind of like recluse like fast pace and like the ability to get to the rim and do damage at the rim that Russ, uh, uh, that Westbrook has um, but like he doesn't have the same kind of like playmaking skills that Westbrook has um, and Westbrook you know obviously. He can he could take some of that pressure to play play the big man off of somebody like Sabonis, right? I mean, it's a it would be an interesting. I think that would be an interesting team to uh, to see him on if certain if certain conditions were met. But reality is, is with everybody going for Wembenyama and uh, Scoot, there's not a lot of the types of teams that would be able to do what I would envision around him aren't going to be interested in trying to build a team around Westbrook so they can make it into the play-in. Yeah. So the last two games of the schedule are going to be in Atlanta and in in uh, Washington, and I assume every team playing a West Coast, uh, uh, every West Coast team playing uh, an Eastern Conference team is going to lose, so I think those are both losses. Some fun cities there. Ask John Wall about the Rose Bar, man. <laughs> so the the next one here I had was Hornets, but I actually got to scratch the Hornets, and uh, instead I'm going to talk Portland. So I think they're a much more interesting team. Portland being the last uh, the last undefeated team in the league right now, which I think everybody who is planning this season out in their brains thought that that would 100% be the case. Yeah. You're like, hey guys, Bucks, out of the Bucks, 30 Bucks teams are that are, undefeated. are they? Oh, I mean, the Bucks have only played two games. Sorry, I, I like, um, yeah. I, I meant like pe- people who've actually played this it's season. Important. <laughs> it's important we get our facts straight. So the Trailblazers play tonight against the Heat in Portland. Uh, so what do you guys think? They're going up against that the fourth best uh, defensive nice. player in the league in uh, Tyler Tyler Hero. Tell you, Miami's not looked uh, not looked great. <laughs> you know, 
I was like, so I, I wanted to really talk to half about this, obviously, but yeah. like I, I watched those two Raptors, Raptors Heat game, Heat games, and the thing about the Heat is that they are, uh, they're a lot, they're like obviously very similar to the uh, to the Raptors. I think the Raptors are a better defensive team overall, but the Heat are a better offensive team. Like they have more offensive weapons than the, uh, than the Raptors do, but I think they're basically the same team. You know, and you you watch those games. The offense was not great in either of those games, but that's because both teams are just so stubborn defensively and so difficult to play against defensively. It was just constantly you're sitting in constant scoring droughts because both teams were really shutting each other down on a on a possession to possession basis. And it's not a popular thing to say, but that's uh, that's still good basketball, you know. Like that's still a good team, you know. So obviously Kyle Lowry's uh, started off uh, slow offensively, but if you were watching those type uh, those games, you'd have seen that he was definitely impacting the game on the defensive end. Um, and then you know, Hero is uh, Hero's come out guns a blazing, and uh, really shown the ability to be a game a changing playmaker. Um, with the ball in his hands, which is something that you didn't really even see last year when he had his breakout season. So I think the Heat are a lot better than people are giving him credit for, to be honest. Now, granted, they are like 2-2, two and two, and they think that they're going to be the best team in the in the league. Um, and they're not the best team in the league. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still think that they're a top-four team in the, in the East. Mm-hmm. That said, um, they're going up against a red-hot Portland, Trailba- Portland Trailblazers team. Um, but I think that the Heat have the ability to kind of slow them down on the offensive end. They've shown that they're able to shut teams down on the offensive end or on the uh, with their defense. And I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in uh, the Trailblazers' defense. Um, they haven't had to show that they have one yet, um, and I think they'd have to against a team that's going to slow th- it might slow them down offensively. So I think that the Heat actually stand a pretty good chance of winning that one tonight. There it is. Yeah, there it was. Uh, after that, they uh, after that on Friday they highlights. go to. <laughs> Steve Nash got ejected from the game tonight, and I wanted to figure out why. Oh yeah, oh, damn. Oh, did he? Yeah, he just got ejected oh. just now. Interesting. You do have a mute button. Yeah, well, I also thought it would go through my headphones, but apparently not. It is <laughs> so here we are. Back to back episodes where you've done this. I know. To us, so after uh, so after the tra- uh, after that the Trailblazers uh, host the Rockets on Friday. I think that's going to definitely be a win. Then uh, then next when they'll play again till next Wednesday, still in Portland. So they've had uh, they've had a full week at home playing uh, the Grizzlies. Kendall, what do you think about that one? Rest versus rust, the old debate. Uh, I'll take Memphis. Memphis? Yeah, I'll take. And. Memphis. Uh, and Duke, what are your thoughts? His picture's uh, been frozen on my screen for like three minutes. And it's oh, like, no. You know me? Yes. It's beautiful pose, though. I'll send it to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> you got a great spark. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Memphis. I think that I think that I, I lean with you guys, but I think that's going to definitely be a much must-watch game. As, uh, that should be a fun one. And then they're going to be... Uh, in Phoenix on the Friday um, against the Suns, and then they stay in Phoenix till uh, uh, on a back-to-back uh, playing the Suns. So 
I think both of those are probably losses. The Suns, I think, are uh, are starting to get right after a weird start against the Trailblazers earlier. Could be a nice uh, DeAndre Ayton revenge game. Oh yes. Will and he then talk after the game, then, or will he well, just leave it be? <laughs> the question is: Is, is this going to be him that's going to be doing the talking, or is it going to be someone like Book doing the talking? Since Book has now shown that he's uh, he's about that life now. Yes. Since playing against Golden State. <laughs> is that how Clay got ejected? <laughs> yep. Apparently, oh, Clay oh, kept oh. Uh, kept telling him about how many rings he had as compared to Book, and, and Book was getting very defensive about that. He's like, I can't jump over a phone book, but I got these rings, man. <laughs> now, Booker, Booker is also the same person that got the Raptors mascot kicked out of the empty Toronto arena. During and when 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 they're play, uh, playing in empty stadiums, because I guess the Raptors mascot was too distracting, waving his hands at him while he was shooting foul shots. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Who did that? Booker. Books had an interesting little career. Didn't he have like a hotel spat? Uh, did he? I'm trying to remember. Was that him? Is this a is this something where we're gonna get Baldy to have to look it up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's watching highlights. <laughs> Busy. Nash got heated, man. He is yeah? upset. Yeah. What happened? Well, some dude flopped, uh, and apparently he got pissed because the call didn't go his way. I don't know, but he got real mad real fast. Big mad. Well, Big mad Nash. Man. It was indeed Devin Booker and Tyler Ewis got into a little uh, scuffle with some folks. Wow. You know, I know that isn't a. I know that isn't Baldy that said that, but. <laughs> Fun facts with Baldy. Wow, that was a fun fact. Thanks, yeah, Baldy. so <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. <laughs> Saving the show. Uh, so yeah, uh, against the, yeah, I'd say that they probably lose those next ones against the Suns. Then they play in Miami. Uh, they get a. They'll probably fly in uh, Sunday. Sunday morning and have the the whole night to uh, to wait until the Monday morning. So I think that's a loss too. Yeah, that's and then they go schedule. to the dreaded Charlotte Hornets, where they all win on a Wednesday, November the ninth, and then they will go to Pelicans on November tenth. So I think the tra- Trailblazers are definitely the ones that are going to have the rugs pulled out of them uh, un- from underneath them the fastest. You were asking about the uh, the Jazz, uh, Duke. Looking at the next 10 games, it's a bit of a juggernaut for them to go through. Hmm. Well, of the, th- of, the, of the three, like, more surprising Western Conference teams, so, like, Blazers, Jazz, Spurs. Yeah. I mean, the Blazers probably have the best chance at they're the least above water, right? Yeah, they're the least surprising, most surprising team, right? Like... The uh, when you're like when you're looking at the when you're looking at the Spurs and you're looking at the Jazz, you're not seeing like the talent that you see on uh, on the Portland Trailblazers in the in the uh, Dame category. But the fact of the matter is, is Dame actually hasn't really been the catalyst of these wins. Uh, he's looked he's looked serviceable, but he hasn't been Dame, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, with the exception of just that Lakers game. So, uh, so, like that's the that's the really interesting part is the question of what is Dame like after two years of these ab issues, 
is he somebody who can do it on a night in night out basis anymore because if he is then i agree portland could definitely maintain it like i i had them pegged as a 10th in the 10th in the west so i have them pegged as a playing team anyways um but you know that that could go up as high as a upper echelon playing team like in the in, in the eight, eight nine or eight range as well um if they kind of maintain this type of uh this play um, but I think that if I was to have more faith in them, it would have to be on the back end of Dame showing a little bit more of himself on a consistent basis, uh, which hasn't been the case uh, so far. What are your thoughts, Kendall? Well, overall, I think it would make more sense for Portland after around the all-star break, tell Dame, say, hey, man, your toe hurts. Even if it doesn't hurt, it hurts. Okay, we're going after the French kid. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean at yeah, that point in time, the fans something, you know, go to the playoffs yeah. and all that, and that sounds nice. But <laughs> you know, I mean, the but, question is, is like, what, like, how many more of these seasons can Dame lose? Afford to lose? Like, he's not going to have a lot of opportunities to get himself back into the playoffs. And when you have like a superstar in the making and Shade and Sharp on your roster, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You got, when, when you have the Maple Mamba, is that what they call? Him? No, no, that's a, a RJ Barrett. That's what they call him. They, oh, they, like, yeah, they always come up with these Maple nicknames. Maple uh, Maple Jordan was uh, was Wiggins. Maple Mamba is RJ Barrett. Maple Dick is o- uh, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. So. Kelly Olynyk. Kelly O. Pistons now, right? No, no, he's oh, on the Utah, he's right? on the vaunted Utah Jazz. He got traded for oh. uh, Bogdanovich. Okay, we might have to do the who he played for. Is everything like, okay? Bogdanovich. Wasn't Olenek on it last year? Yeah, I feel like we I feel like we went through this. Yes, we did. Yeah, he was uh, he was on the where are they at? <laughs> yeah, who he played for? Yeah, <laughs> I can't call it that. Yeah, copy. Legally. Yeah, yeah. You know. Legally. <laughs> the ghost of Ted Turner will come back with <laughs> papers in hand. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to shut us down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when? Hornets at home. Well, you know, the Hornets... Uh... They don't look great right now, Coach. I gotta go Nets. Is it gonna be at home? Is or the, I'm sorry. Did you say that the, it will be the Knicks will be at home or the Hornets are gonna be at home? Because I'm not sure how, how many Knicks. other players can leave the state. Knicks. Knicks at home. All right. So we'll go Knicks then. <laughs> I mean, if the Hornets beat the Spurs by 15 to 20, surely the Knicks beat them by 40. Like, do they have supervision? Do you think they'll let them go with like ankle braces or something? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, they gotta have their parents sign a release form. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't they do that with uh, Caldwell Pope a few years ago? Uh, did they do uh, that? Am I misremembering that? I, uh, that is not a story that I'm familiar with, so I'm gonna need somebody to look into that. Oh man! Uh, please, Baldy, contact the Vatican. We need an update on Pope. <laughs> I hope I'm right. I hope uh, I'm right about this. Yeah, so I think currently at the Vatican it's like 3 a.m. So we'll probably get them tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, with that attitude, you won't get him at all. <laughs> You're listening to the Full Court Press Podcast.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, now it's time for Where Are They At? Hosted by Duke. Probably don't have any, mu <laughs> don't have any music for that. Where are they at? Pow, pow, pow. Wow. Yes. That's the horn uh, sound like the pow, pow, pow going off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the production value come to. Oh wait, wait, wait one second. I actually have something for this. Let's uh. Where are they at? <laughs> All right, Duke, take it Let's away. Do this. All right, I got. And guys, we'll start off with Kyle Anderson, slow mo. I I'm gonna say Minnesota. Yeah, I think it's Minnesota. Yeah. Baldy. He's a uh, junior at St. Mary's uh, soccer. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> right again. He's <laughs> <laughs> also a mathematics major. FYI. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You actually found you actually found somebody in uh, at a university of Minnesota named Kyle yeah, that, Anderson. That is a complete accident, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's the that only time that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> 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 oh my, that's some intense, intense research, Baldy, uh, yeah. that you uh, you did for this bit. <laughs> Second to none scouting. Matthew Delavadova. Uh, he is uh, in ah, Sacramento. Man. Outback Jesus. Because everybody knows I know the Sacramento Kings as well as I know the Detroit Pistons. We're taking your word for it. Baldy. Where has he been the last couple years? Uh, like overseas. Delavadova right? once played in a charity soccer game with Steve Nash. <laughs> wow. That's, that's the closest I could get to fucking Yeah, Delvadova. I can't imagine there's a lot of Delavadovas <laughs> out there. How about Matthew with a U? Matthew. No, it's it, it's funny because I was just looking this up because uh, uh because um I was talking to uh to Duke about all the Australian basketball players there are, <laughs> so I, I know I know Dan all the Simmons. Australian basketball players yeah. and the, the teams they play for. <laughs> yeah, I got most of them, I think. Didn't I? Yeah, I mean you got like six of ten, and then the other four, I mean they were like two way contracts and some guy playing in some. Beatnik uh, team yeah. called the Phoenix Suns. And Isaac Humphreys. Yeah. Humphreys Isaac Humphreys didn't count, though, because he's not a, no. on a roster. He played, like, one game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all so right. he's a king, right? He is a king. Awesome. Hang. Two for two. All right. Otto Porter Jr. Bubba. Well, I know this one, too. <laughs> he is a Toronto Raptor. <laughs> oh. Baldy? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the other one. Uh, Cameron Porter is a retired American soccer player that played for Sporting Kansas City. Oh, he's out of the league. Out eh? of Ohio. SKC. Shout out to Otto the Orange, the Syracuse mascot. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Did you say that Sporting Kansas City is in Ohio? Uh, no, he's from Ohio, but he played for Sporting oh, okay. Kansas City. <laughs> 
Yeah. Cam a little Porter. confused there. <laughs> awesome. So he's a Raptor. So what's next? Uh, Gorgie Jang. He's a Spur. The Senegalese sniper. Kendall, what do you have? Uh, good for him. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fun fact from our mans here. I want, I want the fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> I'm here for the fun fact. All right, Baldy, what do you got? So there's also uh, Bamba Dieng is a Senegalese professional footballer played in uh, Ligue 1. Awesome. Perfect. Who on Le- uh, Is that a team or is that, Le- uh, or that's, is that uh, uh, that's the, the league? league? He played for Marseille. Okay. So he's, a, he's there with... Uh, no, he's, uh, that's not where John David is. Never mind. John David's on Lil. You have such confidence in your guesses, so like, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I know I, I I watched an amazing play of the Spurs uh, when they were playing uh, playing some team I can't remember right now, where like Gorg- uh, Gorgie Dang had like fifteen passes in the in the thing. They were like passing it into the center and out of the center like eighteen times. It was ridiculous. So that's why I know he's a spur. <laughs> yeah, got you. All time favorite Cardinal. <laughs> One of the guy. best, man. Bless his heart. A good he man, can shoot threes man. now. Great man. He always had a mid-range, mid-range yeah. jumper. I, I always yeah. thought he'd do do a lot more in uh, Minnesota, but unfortunately they had Cat. Unfortunately. Mm. I'm sure they feel that way too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gary Payton 2. Gary Payton 2. Is he in Portland? The sequel. He the got movie. paid, didn't he? Yeah, he did get paid. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Portland. Is he, he, like, broke his arm last year. I was happy for him getting paid. I'm, I thought you were going to say he was happy he got his arm broke. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know what? Because that means, that means Gary Payton Sr. would see would, would hear this and, and, and have issues. And I don't want them problems. I like Gary Payton. <laughs> Gotta avoid the glove. The glove, yes. Yeah. Uh, so where's the mitten, Baldy? Uh, we got Peyton Patrick, a freshman at the University of South Carolina. Nice. I was hoping you have, you a, Peyton you have an in-depth. <laughs> you have some in-depth knowledge of uh, NCAA soccer uh, rosters, huh? Yeah, Division One <laughs> and Division Two. <laughs> so where are you at, Duke? Damian Lee. Oh, sorry. Uh, where was uh, Peyton at? Oh, yeah, you got it, Blazer. Blazer, awesome. Damian Lee. Well, another person who had a pretty f- famous highlight over the <laughs> over the last week. I made this two s- weeks ago. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna say the <laughs> Phoenix Suns. <laughs> we got Alex Lee, 18 year old in Maryland <laughs> Athletics program. Uh, <laughs> the Terps. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You're the turtle man. Damian Lee is a son. He's also married to uh, Steph's. Yeah, he's in the Curry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I only yeah. found that out. I only found that out because of the viral video of Steph screaming and waking up babies in this house. Can't <laughs> be doing that, man. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that in my house. That's for damn sure. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, I don't need those problems. <laughs> What's right. up next? Uh, Bryn Forbes. Ooh, he. Cleveland. You think it's Cleveland? I'm yeah. going to say Minnesota. 
right, we got uh, Bryn Morris, yeah, English soccer player. You couldn't find an English soccer player named Forbes? Forbes, when you Google Forbes, all you get is that stupid, like, richest person alive bullshit. Yeah. God yeah. damn it, Forbes. All right, let's <laughs> just take a minute here right Forbes now. Play. I'm going to put Forbes on blast. No one gives a fuck about your rich people, all right? I don't give a crap about how many – why is every company on your Fortune 500 list? I've definitely seen more than 500 companies say that they're part of the Forbes <laughs> Fortune 500 list. It is absolute bullshit. You guys, you guys are frauds. You know you're frauds. You're just selling yourselves. Anyways, tell me more about Bryn. Yeah. There goes that sponsorship. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Man. Man. They've been so, doing uh, the same uh, thing for 70 years. Where man. was he at? Was he in, was he in Minnesota? He's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Booyah. You got all these? All of them? Yeah, I think so. We were, what, two more for the t uh, for 10, right? I'm eight for eight. Uh, I got two more. Uh, okay. Is he going perfect? Danny Green. Ooh, yes. He might. Icy hot. Yeah, I'm going to say Memphis. What do you think, Kevin? Guessing not in Philly no more. Uh, <laughs> he got traded for a Melton. Mm. <laughs> we'll go Charlotte. <laughs> we got Danny Green, an English footballer in the National League South. It's true that Danny Green would be the most English name you could find, and yep. yet when you see Danny Green, the basketball player, you're pretty sure he's not English. Mm. <laughs> Does Danny Green, the English soccer player, have an E on the end of Green? Nope. You fraud. Would have lost that bet. <laughs> he's a grizzly. He's a grizzly, yeah. Was it, who did he get? <sighs> what's the Melton that was in in the uh, Anthony? D'Anthony, yeah. Yep. All right, last one. Ish Smith. <laughs> He's still in the league. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> oh, he's not. Oh, I know where he is. I know <laughs> this one. for, like, everybody. Oh, I'm gonna I know this Dallas. one. That's all we guess. The first pod that we did, I mentioned that there was a trade. With the Wizards to Denver, where Denver got KCP and some other guy. I don't know who it is. I'll have to look it up later. And I never did readdress it. That other guy was Ish Smith. Denver Nuggets. Final That's, answer. Couldn't be more wrong. Ish Kamara, Sierra Leone uh, football player, now plays for the Northern Virginia Royals. Duke? Tell me. One second. Wait, wait, one second. Denver Nuggets. Great memory, guys. Great memory. Oh, yeah. This is a really long one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're in my house. That's my sauna. Okay, bonus question. <laughs> bonus question. How many right. teams has Ish Smith played for? 13. 
Fuck I'll you, say man. 11. <laughs> 13. <laughs> don't tell me, don't ask me to name them all because I couldn't, but. <laughs> no. I didn't think it was that many. I thought it was. No, I remember because uh, Ish Smith A is a Wake Forest alum. I know this because if you listen to, uh, if you ever listen to, um, God, what's that guy's name from uh, Basketball Illuminati? Not a, a meme, but Hab- the other one. Habistro? So, Habistro. If you ever listen to Habistro talk, all he ever talks about is these Wake Forest dudes. Chris Paul, Ish Smith. And he brings up the fact that Ish Smith is still in the league on his 13th team like eight or nine times every time he talks. <laughs> So, <laughs> we call that being retained. Ish Can't Smith you? has a, is he a negative, negative, negative 15.2 per. Oh, I wonder why you can't stick it on a team. How's that, how's that possible? Oh, gee, that's not nice. Negative. I think Baldy's never, got I've something to say. It. No, okay. He's just like he looks like he's about to like he's got he's about to point I'm something out. I'm getting ready for my soccer minute because I'm going <laughs> to roast one of the storied clubs of the world. Oh no! Oh no! Because fuck them. Oh no! Is it? Oh okay. Oh no! All right. I know where this. So is. before we get to uh, before we get to that, let's uh, go into Duke's movie review. Now Duke, you will remember from his movie review last week, he had watched half, half movie of review. <laughs> he had watched half of Paranorman, and it was okay. It was I. He wasn't sure if he <laughs> no, would get no, to. No. It was good. First half was good. <laughs> he wasn't sure if he would get to the second half this week, so we are all waiting with bated breath for Duke's movie review. Duke, did you li- watch the other half of Paranorman? I didn't make it to the second half this Fuck! Week. I, did, I, did, I did pull up the trailer on YouTube, and that was pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going to try. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get to it. So are we doing trailer reviews now? Is that what it is? It's more efficient, man. I'll let you guys know. I'll get to it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Oh my god. So is that is that what we're reviewing this week? Is it just the Paranorman trailer? Is that what it It was? was It was a solid 90 second trailer. Yeah, gotcha. Got you sucked into the movie, man. I'm, How I'm, much of I'm the ready. first half of it was shown in that 90 seconds? Oh, man, like... Mm. Probably half of it. Probably half, okay, that's... Yeah. Half of I the trailer, of half of the movie. Well, yeah. then there's also the scenes that they don't put in the movie. But, you, know. you think you think that they are, they're trying to sneak in some scenes there? Is that what you're trying to say? Like, they didn't want to think... Like, they wanted to give you kind of the idea of what's happening, but they didn't want to tell you what was happening? Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a show for the studios or anything, but... You know, <laughs> things happen. Some uh, underhanded things happen. Did you Did you see the new Ant Man Wasp trailer that got released? I sure didn't. No. No. Do you even watch movies? Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen at least a hundred. <laughs> at I've least a hundred movies. <laughs> Whenever it's trivia night and the movies come up, that's when I get everybody beverages. <laughs> 
just hey, <laughs> strength to know your weakness, folks. <laughs> I can't help you here. <laughs> well, Duke famously wrote a hundred individual reviews plus an OLI, I believe, as well, uh, for <laughs> for everybody in this uh, in this uh, in this room here. So that's why we have a Duke's movie review segment that okay. is comprised of half of a movie and a, and now half of a movie trailer. I think I'm doing it justice. <laughs> I actually <laughs> giving it the the respect it deserves. Now, when you do the trailers, are these new trailers? Or are you going like back in the day trailers? Uh, I can't imagine there'd be a lot of new trailers be, be made for Paranorman, right? No, I'm just saying, I'm just in general for the segment, you know, like. Uh, you know, as you can tell, you, you know it, it, that's a good question, Kendall. Because as you can tell, he's definitely putting a lot of effort and research into the segment. Can you tell me when was it? Like, what studio uh, uh, ended up uh, making like a like a animation studio? Okay, oh, that's good. So it's an Based animated on. movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have known because you didn't mention any of these things when you talked about how gr how okay it was the first half. No, I said it was good. I said the first half was good. I really liked it. <laughs> I didn't say it was okay. I said it was good. I remember okay, Baldy. What, like, what's the verdict here? Was it okay or was it good? We may have to clip in the sound. I think I think he said it was good. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Fun facts with Baldy. Wow, that was a fun fact. Well, thank you so much, to, uh, Duke, for that uh, brilliant movie review. I um, can't wait to see the trailer. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what next week brings. <laughs> All right, Maybe the rest we're, of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a short break, and after that, we'll come back with uh, some more us doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when? Uh, 1.30 to 1.08 And they did that without Lamella They did it without Miles Bridges <laughs> Who played for the Pelicans? I, I, I don't think I can name two of their starters I think they got a Plumley somewhere Well, it's weird that you mentioned Lamello and Miles Bridges I think you might think that they're the Hornets or was that a oh, joke that I just you know what? I just didn't yeah, understand? That's, uh, the, Pelicans. The, Pe the Pelicans have uh, Zion, they have Brandon Ingram, they have I'm, Jonas uh, Antunis, they, ha they have a bunch of players there. You know what? <laughs> we, 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 we dragged on a little too far. Uh, let's just cut that. Let's just cut this. <laughs> cut the last yes. five minutes. Welcome to the, the new segment. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I was just a little confused. All right. Can, well, I, uh, can I can I go one week without a drink? <laughs> well, I guess that's up to you. Uh, <laughs> Full Court Press. <laughs> You're listening to the Full Court Press podcast. Turns out he did go one week without making an ass of himself. Uh, <laughs> still time. <laughs> so the next segment we have on here is Sandy's taboo topics. <laughs> Which doesn't seem to be Take as away, fun. Sando. <laughs> Which doesn't seem to be as fun without Sandy being here for us to uh, for us to torture uh, torture him with. One of the things I did uh, I didn't want to uh, come up with uh, during my research 
um, was that Australia has the third most NBA basketball players. Can anybody guess what number one is? No, I'm just kidding. Does anybody know what the number two uh, country uh, country of origin is for NBA basketball players? Oh, France. Spain. I'm going to go France. Canada. Duke, you're correct. That's why we're here. This is a Canadian basketball podcast. That's a, it's been, a, it's, it was a tr- <laughs> it is a Trojan horse. 25% Canadian. <laughs> Brian, yeah, Lee it's from a the tra- Vancouver Grizzlies. Say hello. Sharif yeah, exactly. Tariki, That's a, the fellas. Big country. <laughs> yes, big country. I don't think I don't think Big Country was actually Canadian <laughs> or Sharif. Wait, for wait, that wait, Vancouver is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what no. Vancouver Oklahoma. is, yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Was he Oklahoma? Oklahoma State. State. Brian Reeves? Yeah, Oklahoma State. That's what it was. Yeah. Very important we clarified that. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it was it, I'm glad that we we I'm glad we went there. Uh <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, unlike <laughs> unlike Canada, there's not really a team that really is like the Australian team, right? Canada has uh, Canada we have like uh we have Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers have a few there, with uh, Ben Matherin and uh, Numhard, and a couple uh, deep, uh, deep uh, bench players. And then we also have the OKC Thunder. We have uh, Lou Dort, as everybody here is already aware, is is my god, my idol. I worship at the at the feet of Lou Dort. I'm happy that he was able to be take part in a blowout last night. In which he scored only four points and played 27 minutes, <laughs> and then also they also have SGA. Because uh, because Sandy's not here, I'm not going to go into too much depth about Australia, but their team is Brooklyn, and uh, I guess you can watch the Brooklyn Nets and find out how well that's going for them. Um, moving uh, moving into our uh, our last segment of the of the evening, we're going to do Baldy's soccer second. All right, Baldy, take it away. So, Barcelona. Time! Or, oh, nope. Or Barcelona. <laughs> as Barcelona? <laughs> spent 800, or raised 800 million pounds this summer to, like, pull them out of bankruptcy by selling fucking everything. They have, like, Taylor Swift's hot new single on the front of their kits these years. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All this to go into the Champions League, win the Champions League, and, like, restore their glory days all that nonsense turns out they just got relegated to the europa league and if they don't win that who the fuck knows what's gonna happen like because they're not gonna get any they're gonna get like four pounds like cash money wise pounds not you know poundage i'm so happy like they're gonna just go into oblivion and i'm super excited for it can you go into more details about the four poundages they're getting when they lose, uh, when they get kicked out of the group stage of the Europa League, they are going to get, you know, next to nothing money-wise, and it's going to be fantastic. And then they're going to have to sell their whole city to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure that they'll love that. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. And yeah, Lewandowski uh, is just sitting there scoring goals for no reason because they still lose. And they lost to Byron today, like 3 0, I think it was. It was yeah, Lewandowski is probably pretty happy that he got out of that uh, 
out of that cancerous pit that was Bayern Munich, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, who likes winning? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Chelsea, they uh, they ended up make. Uh, did they end up winning their group stage? Group? Uh, they did. It was great. Uh, yeah. I forget what the score was earlier this week, but they won. Uh, so they like? finished top of their group. Uh, I, I know Tottenham played today. Do they get rings? <laughs> Fuck VAR. <laughs> Look, I'm just happy Ronaldo returned to practice and put a smile on his face. That's all I want. <laughs> he's, just, he's got to spend oh, like three days with 18 year olds. He's like, oh, fuck this. All right. <laughs> hey, man, he's team. like, you know what? I'm going back, you know. <laughs> it's not so bad. Him. I'm just waiting for Ronaldo to be called in, uh, called in as like a super sub one time, and him just like pulling up lame, like uh, as he's getting onto the field, be like, "Oh, sorry, sitting on the bench, it uh, it pulled my hamstring. <laughs> I know what I was. Sp- <laughs> I know, uh, like my body just doesn't know how to respond to all this sitting that you guys are making me do. <laughs> like, I didn't come here to win. I came here to score goals. That's right." <laughs> Didn't come there to play in the Champions League either. No. Yeah, he got like he got really uh, sassy over uh, over uh, Man Man United beating Spurs, right? Yeah. He like he so like, in minute or something like that. He left the the sideline, went into the locker. So when when Man United beat Spurs, Kendall, what was the text that you sent Duke? Oh no 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 no. See. <laughs> <sighs> The fact that we're not the Champions League, okay, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a low point. You gotta take your winsy and get them, but though, like, I mean, they don't just. But you know. The last few years for Man City has been a little bit hard. You know, well, two years. How about ten? Like, <laughs> since Sir Alex retired, this thing's gone to hell. <laughs> I picked the worst time in franchise history to become a fan. I got like four cool years out of it. Got a Champions League. Wayne Rooney was cool. We knocked Liverpool off the perch. That was great. But since then, it's been hell. It's been hell. Man City scored four goals in like 20 minutes. I didn't need that on a Sunday morning. (laughs) I didn't need that at all. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh... Thank you so much, uh, Kendall, uh, for joining us and filling in for Sandy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for listening to the Full Court Press podcast. See, I can say it right occasionally. <laughs> One second here. Uh, I got something for that. all of your least favorite uncles about us share that link get us uh, get our information out there we uh we really uh enjoy uh chatting with you guys and we really want to interact with you guys as well so if you can uh, if you have any ideas you want us to talk about anything please uh on twitter send out anything you uh, anything you want us to, uh, to talk about to hashtag f rundown Hashtag FC, FCP Rundown. <laughs> and you can follow us at uh, F Court Press <laughs> on Twitter. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, our DMs are open, so you can send me all the dick pics you have. All right. Thank you so uh, much for <laughs> thank you for so much nah, for listening to the hammer. Nah, man. <laughs> Leave a voicemail. Leave yeah. a voicemail. Yeah, we have to figure out the voicemail thing because apparently there's some issues with that. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us, and I hope you have a I hope you have a great day. Share, like, and subscribe. Bye. All right. Now, uh, uh, come, uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for welcome back. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome back. Now it's time for schedule talk. Oh no, we already did that one, sorry. <laughs> hey with the buddy. It's alright, man. It's alright, man. <laughs> alright everybody, welcome back. <laughs>